Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Well, especially if your deposits were $250,000 or more, because those are the people that are getting helped out here in this SVB thing. And I, you know, I will tell you, this is beyond my uh, pay grade, Sue. Some of these things make my brain hurt. That's why we go to Dave Simons, who hosts his show over on the other side of the building on KMOX Dollars and Cents, certified financial planner, senior vice president of investments at UBS Financial Services. This is why we depend on you, Dave. How are you this afternoon? I'm well, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. I guess I'm glad I don't have money in this bank. But let me let me do some of the math here. You got um, in in 2020, they had how many billions of dollars in their account? 55 billion customer deposits. By the end of last year, the number exploded to 186 billion. So what the hell happened? Well, that was the free money policies that we've all been kind of living through. Frankly, Mark, with with the Fed and the government doling out trillions of dollars. So. You had all these new startup companies, uh, particularly out there in Silicon Valley, who are able to access credit lines for no cost. And so Silicon Valley had the reputation of being the, the go-to bank if you wanted to start your new tech company and you really didn't have any kind of credit. You went to them and they said, OK, yeah, we'll give you $5 million at a half a percent interest. And it's amazing to me, Mark, the other stat was, and I didn't realize this, I knew that they had a lot of uninsured deposits there. I didn't know that 96% of their assets were uninsured. So 96% of their assets were above that 250. So if you were that new startup company and they let you all this money, you just deposited it right back into their their bank. And and to think that they're all going to be made whole, um, I understand so you wouldn't have a run on the banking system, but there is some moral hazard there. And I think, why even have the $250,000 FDIC coverage, right? Because we've just deemed it not really that important. So let me, I'm going to have you kind of translate this. This was written by um, <clears throat> Andy Kessel in the Wall Street Journal this morning. And I mentioned that the, the balance sheet had, you know, $186 billion. So he says, 
SVB, yes, was a victim of its own success. That's a lot of money to put to work. Some was lent out, but with soaring stock prices and near zero interest rates, no one needed to take on excessive debt. There was no way SVB was going to initiate $131 billion in new loans. So the bank put some of this new capital into higher yielding long-term government bonds and $80 billion into 10-year mortgage-backed securities paying 1.5% instead of short-term treasuries paying point. Two five percent. So why? And they say that was mistake number one. SVB reached for yield just as Bear Stearns and Lehman did in the early two thousands, or in the I guess late two thousands. So what does that mean? Because I have no idea what that means, Dave. So you're going to have to translate it for me. Okay. So think about this. SVB now has all of this cash sitting there, yes. uninsured deposits, because all of these new start uh, these new startup tech companies have all this cash that they want to deploy as they build out their business okay but they don't use all of that money right off the bat so they deposit it in silicon valley bank well you're the bank and you're thinking wait a minute interest rates are next to zero we're not earning any money by people keeping the money here and we're not lending it out because nobody's really taking out loans oh i know the only thing that we can really do to squeeze out even a little bit of an extra yield on the billions of dollars we have is we're just going to go buy government-backed bonds. They're safe, right? They're backed by the government. Now, they only yield 1.5%, but that's better than a tenth of 1%. And that's what they did without any thought of the fact that if bond yields go up and the Fed starts raising interest rates, the value of those bonds goes down because it's an inverse relationship. If you own a bond, and it's locked in at a certain coupon or a certain yield, and those yields go up, your yields don't go up. They're now at that lower yield, and so they're losing value. Nobody wants them. Then as people wanted to get their money out of Silicon Valley, all these big tech startups, well, Silicon Valley Bank said, well, we don't have any cash to give you. We we invested it all in these low-yielding, what we thought were safe government bonds, but they've lost like 30%. And so they had a run on the bank. All of the investments that they had made were way down, 20, 30, 35 percent. And that's why all of a sudden they didn't have the capital to meet the uh, demand. So I want to get your reaction. This is what Charles Payne said on Fox earlier on some of the numbers here. This is an irresponsible, reckless bank. But it's and let, let's let's be clear. The, the American public must know. Every account in this country is insured to $250,000. Every single account. This was not about bailing out small accounts, regular Americans. The mean bank account in this country is $41,000. You want to go by, uh, 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 so if you look at, for instance, the average bank account for someone without a high school diploma, 9000 bucks. But bachelor's degree, 79000 bucks. This is another bailout of the elites. This is a bailout of Silicon Valley, the same Silicon Valley that just brought a Sam Bankman-Fried. The Silicon Valley that for 20 years grew companies privately to exorbitant valuations, outrageous valuations. All right, Charles has worked up, but is there anything to that? Because he's saying basically, and there are some depositors that have more than $250,000, right, that may have to take a haircut on that because they're not going to get all their money back? Well, that's a hot take by Charles, but he's 100% accurate, frankly, in what he is saying, that these are not mom-and-pop investors. Uh, These are well-heeled investors. These are uh, tech folks who have already cashed in a lot of private stock, and they're quite wealthy. And so I know people are talking about this is is a potential taxpayer bailout of these guys. I want to make clear that it's not. The FDIC um, 
deposit is not taxpayer uh, based. This is all the big banks and savings and loans around the country pay into that. So thankfully, number one, there's no taxpayer dollars here at work. But 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 Mark Charles is right, and and this is the conundrum. This is really something that that I struggle with because on the one hand. I say, no, it's 250000 We all live by that. Why even have this rule and this insurance? And you're forcing the mom and pops who might have a little bit more than that to shop around banks. I, I have worked with clients on that who have a lot of cash. And I say, look, you, can't, you, you, you should not have all of your cash that you're sitting on because you sold, sold your business at one bank. You, you can't guarantee it. And so I've helped them shop around. And you might you know, open up accounts at a, a lot of different banks. Well, these guys with their millions say, we don't care, and we're going to put $10 million, and we think maybe we'll get bailed out, and they're right. So on the one hand, there's moral hazard. On the other, and where I would argue against Charles a little bit, is that what do you really want all of these companies to go under? Because the domino effect of letting Silicon Valley go under and not protecting all those deposits, you're talking about a great recession and then some. It would get really ugly. So once we get through this, we need to do something in Congress to, I think, strengthen this a, a little bit better. So what? let me get the president said this, and there's some irony here as well. I'll point out in a second that I'm sure Dave knows. During the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately... The last administration rolled back some of these requirements. I'm going to ask Congress and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again. All right. So a couple of questions there. Was there a regulatory regulatory failure? All right. So that's one thing. And then the irony is, is that it, Barney Frank, who w- has his name on Dodd Frank, former congressman from Massachusetts, was on the board of this particular bank. I love that, Dave. <laughs> I know. Well, look, there are no heroes here. Um, there are only culprits. So you've got politicians. You've got the Fed. You've got the Treasury. You've got the regulators. You've got management at Silicon Valley that had no risk control. So it was an epic, colossal failure on so many fronts. Now, one thing that President Biden is, is accurate on is the fact that um, when, when, when Dodd-Frank was passed, it was very, very draconian to a lot of regional banks, mid-sized banks. And what he's talking about is, hey, the Trump administration came in and they took away some of those restrictions that were placed on these mid-sized banks. Well, there was probably some reason for that because it was so costly for a lot of these smaller regional banks that were having to comply with the same rules at the big banks, the Bank of America's and J.P. Morgan. So I, I really applauded the fact that they maybe pulled back some of these things. So I'm actually, Mark, parsing through a lot more of this to see really right. what was rolled back. And, and if nothing had been rolled back, would Silicon Valley have made it? I doubt it. This was poor management. There was nothing illegal here. Let's put it this way. This was just greed. This was hubris. And bad management. And I don't know that any regulation would have prevented that. So here's an interesting nugget from Andy Kessler's article, uh, Dave. And I don't you, you can either comment on this or not. He, he talked about, well, OK, and the question I just asked you, was there failure when it came to regulations? But 
He says this, then there's this. In its proxy statement, SVB notes that besides 91% of their board being independent and 45% women, they also have one black, one LGBTQ+, two veterans. And he says, I'm not saying that 12 white men would have avoided this mess, but the company might have been distracted by diversity demands. That's an interesting little nugget, isn't it? Yeah, I read his article, too. By the way, I just love Andy. I think he's a terrific writer, and I'm glad the journal uh, puts him in there a couple of times a week. You know, he's getting, obviously, into the whole uh, business of, of the, the woke society that we find ourselves in now, and he's, and he's making an implication that perhaps their attention was not where it should have been. Um, I don't want to go there. I have no idea. I'm not on the inside. I don't know. Were, were they just doing this and putting it out on their prospectus and their proxy to make others in California think that they're in with the woke crowd? There's probably something to it. But again, I, I think even Andy said this. If they had had a board of just a bunch of old white men, would that not have matter? Right. No, Why not a matter? No, hey, would, what, what's it, one more thing, Dave, though, because there was another a signature bank was closed um, yesterday and that's the second failure. So are those two related and should we be worried about more of this happening? No, that's really the question, Mark. First of all, Signature was much more involved in crypto. So you have uh, tech startup banks like um, SVB and then Signature, which is heavily involved in the crypto industry. Those are your two vulnerable areas. Now, that's the main question, what you just asked, and that's the fear on Wall Street. Um, is Can this now bleed into the entire banking financial system? Uh, the answer is no, a very strong no, in my opinion. However, this is big. Emotions are more important than fundamentals right now. If people believe that this could happen, if if they start having a run on banks, then black and white data doesn't matter. I don't think we're going to get there, but that's what I'm looking at is what is the real temperature of the investing public and the banking public. At this point, I think we can keep this under wraps, but we're watching it. Yeah, we're watching, you know, Mr. Potter and George Bailey is what we're watching right now. <laughs> yeah, Man, I'll right. tell you what, it does make people nervous, especially when it's kind of hard to get your arms around. And for me, and, and Sue is talking about this, too, it's a little it's a little tough just to even understand some of this. Um, and that's what makes it a little scary for the rest of us. Yeah, and I will uh, just a, a little uh, plug here. I'm going to be over on the Camo X side tomorrow night from 8 to 10. I'm filling in for at your service. So I'm going to dig a lot deeper. Um, into this if anyone has an interest in kind of tuning in for more details. Thank you, Dave Simons, and we will tune in. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. Okay, appreciate it, Mark. Take care. 542, we have an audio cut of the day plus an update on the Battlehawks, our go-to Battlehawks correspondent. Chris Smith is going to join us right before audio cut of the day, which is coming up next. Get more at (sighs) 971talk.com. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.